Hi, I'm Stuart McLeod, CEO and co-founder of Carbon. Welcome to the Accounting Leaders Podcast, the show where I go behind the scenes with the world's top accounting leaders. Today, my guest is Jeremy Allen. Jeremy founded System 6 over a decade ago to provide high-value bookkeeping and accounting services to ambitious small business owners and high-performance entrepreneurs. Before founding System 6, Jeremy worked in a variety of roles, including sales, business management, and technology consulting. He has taken an interesting road to get to where he is today, and I'm excited to discuss this with him. Welcome, Jeremy Allen. Jeremy Allen, it's fantastic to see you again. It's It's been a while. How, how have you been lately? Man, it's good to see you and spend the last couple of minutes before we started recording looking at family photos and some of the adventures we've been up to. I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, it's summer in western Michigan, which means boating and sand and playing outside and swimming in the pool. And, you know, we I don't want to say live for the summer because, you know, the rest of the seasons are great, too. But it's good. No, let's be honest. The Michigan winter is fucking cold. It's cold. It's cold. It's cold. <laughs> it's crusty. There's salt on the road. But we try and make the best of it. And the family and, and your immediate family are... are out on the lake and the kids and all of that kind of thing this year? Two years ago this month, actually, we moved from Seattle to West Michigan to Holland, Michigan, to be closer to Rachel's side of the family. And it's been great. Like just the other day, classic, you know, grandma and grandpa are on their tandem bikes, tandem bike. They they ride by, stop in for a water, say hey to the, the, the girls, the grandkids, give everybody a hug and then keep biking. And it's just those like little <laughs> drop-ins that wouldn't happen, right? If they were here and we were in Seattle. So it's good. Life together is good. And, and then, you know, kind of thinking through, uh, we love Seattle. We love big city culture, food, all of the education and commerce. But given COVID and everything that's gone on the last year and a half, like it's been even that much better to be in a small town. You know, we didn't plan that, but it's been really good to be by family and be in a small town. It's just kind of quieter here. So uh, it's good. You planned that. You you and I predicted <laughs> COVID. We got to Lakeside Towns, you know, a couple of months before the outbreak. And um, lucky. Yeah, <laughs> very, very, a whole lot of foresight. <laughs> <laughs> And and is that as being out of being out of a big city is that had any any difference at all to the to uh, your business system six? You know, it's 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 really not been. I mean, we're what thirteen years old this year, and for the first, I, I bet you could say, you know, before and after, like the the first seven years, we would have to tell folks why the cloud was good. Here's why QuickBooks Online or Zero, or why it's good not to have us come in and sit in your office and fire up QuickBooks Desktop and sort through your papers. And then the last you know, five to seven years, there's been a lot less of encouraging folks to think about the cloud. You know, Everybody's got Gmail or Office 365 or we occasionally see the old AOL emails, but you know, very much less. But now with COVID, so even the last five or seven years, most folks didn't mind if they ever saw us in person or not, right? We're cloud-based. We serve folks all over the country, and, and I'd say the majority of them we've never met face-to-face in the same room. We'll maybe do a Zoom call. or But then COVID accelerated that, that you know, it doesn't matter if we're in a city or if everybody works from home. I think we're in 12 different states, 13 different states around the country. And 
clients now want us to help them get to the cloud. Like, hey, how how do you do the work from home even better? So what took the first half of our life was convincing folks it was okay. And now the last seven years, and COVID has accelerated this, it doesn't matter if I'm in Holland, Michigan, or Seattle, or, or where Tahoe, where we are, folks just want to be served well. Uh, and technology enables us to do that. You know, and the plug for carbon, carbon enables us to do that, right? Like it's it's like being in the same, right? You know, pool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I think we, I'll, send, I'll send you the 20 bucks on Vimeo later. <laughs> yeah, totally. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. But it's, it's tools like that. that right? You know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it, it would have been impossible. I mean, being in an office, being in a city, being able to have folks come in face-to-face, super important. But yeah, that's, that's where we're living in a different time. And I'm super thankful for that, right? Because I love living in a big city, but I also love living close to my wife's family. And the fact that technology enables us to do that is amazing. The one thing we struggle with living in a in a in a small town is the culinary um, diversity. We get a bit sick of the same pizzas. How's you how the restaurants in in Holland? <laughs> you know that was a big. That's funny you'd ask. We that was a big topic of conversation for Rachel and I. We moved here in nineteen. And for the years prior that we'd come visit the grandparents and I'm like, well, they have one good Thai restaurant. Okay, check. You know, they have a brewery, check. Over, <laughs> <laughs> over the years, uh, and, you know, I, I could plug, there's a guy, uh, Lucas Grill is his name. True story, his last name is Grill, and he owns four restaurants. And every time I see Lucas, I just want to give him a big bear hug and say, praise the Lord that you have brought culinary excellence to Holland. Like, there's some great restaurants that he has here. But but it's, it's not a big city, right? It's not Chicago. It's not Seattle. But And the cool thing is uh, Grand Rapids is 45 minutes away. Chicago is two and a half hours away. So it's easy enough to hop in the car and, and go get that next level of culinary experience. And we thought we were going to miss it a lot more than we have. And maybe that's because COVID, you know, a lot of things have been shut down, unfortunately. So revenge eating is a term I've heard. I think a lot of <laughs> folks are just ready to go back out to their restaurants and get their revenge on. Well, it's va- vaxxed and waxed now, isn't it? Isn't that what the young people are doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we wouldn't know as old, old married men, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm in my 40s now, man. I have to ask, the, what are the young kids doing these days? <laughs> You're sitting out on your on your porch, on your stoop with your rocking chair and your shotgun in, in, in no time. <laughs> oh, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Not yet. Not yet. Don't age us too quickly. <laughs> how, how have your clients fared during COVID? I mean, I, I'm guessing pretty, pretty well across the board, but you, you tell me. Whew, like last year... When the pandemic started, and I think we wrote an article or, or something ended up on on the Carbon magazine where, you know, we immediately went in and, and we're a weekly recurring fee firm. So, you know, fixed fee, we, we process that weekly. Out of 130 clients, I don't want to say 30 or 40 percent. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's close. I, I think we went through and three or four out of every 10 clients, we went and reduced their fees right away. Restaurant, dental, car, all these places that gyms, they just stopped being able to see people. But that quickly, you know, we we all did our, just like everybody in the industry, did our best, helped with PPP and EIDL and all that stuff. And by late summer, you know, all those fees started getting back to normal. And out of you know the 150 plus clients that we serve now, I mean there have been a few 
casualties, but very, a lot less than we thought. I think a lot of our clients have fared really well. And I mean, this, some of that is, you know, entrepreneurial resiliency. Some of that is the government just, you know, SBA and EIDL and PPP and people being, you know, generous and, and, and trying to support restaurants with takeout or whatever they could do. So yeah, I think overall, I mean, it's been hard. Certain sectors, service sectors, food sectors, gyms, I mean, they have been hit hard, but we're seeing a lot of folks bounce well through it. And, you know, we're, we're thankful, even though we discounted a pretty significant amount of fee last year, I think like a lot of firms did, we still ended the year growing almost 17%, even with that discount. So I think that's luck, right? We didn't see like a pandemic coming and say, oh yeah, like we, we were work from home, tech enabled, like we just got lucky that that's the industry we're in. But we, we also fared pretty well because of it. And I guess Carbon probably did extremely well, right? I mean, all of a sudden, all these firms are saying, hey, wait, too much paper. We need to work from home. How can we do that? What tools can we use? Yeah, our, our story was similar. That's sort of March, April last last year, is it? Yeah, March, April last year, sort of, you know, the world had no idea what was going on and sort of went into a bit of panic. And, and we, we did a whole, you know, same as you, we did fee reduction and we sort of Wave fees for a month, or a couple of months for for probably ten or twenty percent of clients, and then May June when the world was sort of starting to you know real starting to gather, starting to realise what the new normal was going to be, we had a record year. We grew a hundred percent to the degree that you know the success was was to the degree that we um, sort of started fielding inquiries for fundraising, and we weren't really looking for money and. We went out and raised you know, a bit over ten million dollars in in February this year, and and we've, we're now seventy five staff. So <laughs> it's 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 grown, you know, morbidly. COVID COVID's been great for us, but it we'll take it. Obviously, we're not going to give it back. But um, but obviously, being Australian and and, and seeing the te- technological progression in the industry in the Southern Hemisphere, you know, in sort of the early noughts, that sort of twenty. 2010 to 2015 and, and seeing how far North America was behind, you know, still the sort of commitment to desktop and all that. I, I, th- I think, you know, it's the kick in the pants that, that the industry kind of uh, probably deserved, really. <laughs> Not being derogatory to my clients, of course, but... Uh, push push off the cliff a little bit and like, hey. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. I think we're, I was talking to um, Bruce Phillips, another great friend of ours, about this, and we're talking about sort of the difficulty in attracting and retaining talent pre-COVID. You know, it was a big topic of conversation, if you recall, and 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 that sort of died down a little bit during COVID. But but we we were sort of saying that, um, or think thinking this through and going, well, you know, I, I mean, the, the the way the world works has changed, particularly. I think that's true for the accounting industry as well. I do think that the talent issue is going to come back with a vengeance as the world gets vaccinated and and that kind of thing. But what do you think? The the the, the realization really that office bound work only is is basically probably gone for good now. The mobilization and flexibility of work arrangements for accounting firms is probably here to stay. What do you think? It's been a topic, right, for for a number of years. We at System Six, we for probably the last 
five or seven, again, kind of the, the last half of our life, it's been a feather in our cap and a, a big deal that like culturally we're work from home. We'd love for our team to work from home. Hey, you want to, Kelly, 13 years with System 6 since the beginning. She wanted to move to Chicago from Seattle. We're like, absolutely. How do we figure that out? You know, so we will make it work, uh, you know, whatever it takes. And that's been, we've, we've attracted a lot of really good talent the last several years where they'd say, gosh, I, I love cloud accounting. I, I love the industry, but I don't want to go to an office. I don't want to drive anymore. And so that was kind of a, a special you know thing that we offered. And I think over the last couple of years, and especially due to COVID, that special part of our culture, a thing that System 6 offered, Everybody's trying to offer that now, right? So all of a sudden, the talent pool, one of the unique you know, differentiators we had to offer, hey, work from home, we'll provide you a great setup. And, and please, you know, it's just about results. It's not about eight to five in an office. I think a lot of firms are doing that now and are going to lean into that. So yeah, I think that there's the the next frontier is, I mean, you know, who is it? Peter Drucker, I think it's attributed to saying like culture eats strategy for breakfast. And I think culture and caring for team and, and what we do from a leadership team care, how we create a great cultural experience, that's going to have to be an even greater differentiator because just saying work from home, I think you can probably go out to Indeed and it's like work from home, work from home, work from home, cloud accounting, cloud accounting, right? So I think it's it's going to be a hard, we're still trying to figure out how to be a great recruiter, how to attract and retain great talent because a lot more firms are trying to figure out the work from home thing now. Yeah, in the cloud from the beginning is is there you go. There's there's a tip for your marketing team. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll write that down. We have been in the cloud since the beginning, since before. Right. These uh, topics are not are not unique to the accounting industry, but I think our industry, you know, has a um, a high proportion of of aging white male. You know, to be honest, and and that generation can struggle with some of these changes and of the way that, you know, the new world's going to operate. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. You know, I mean, selfishly, we, we would love for, for every firm to be in the cloud and, and remote and working from home. and <laughs> Be a good thing and being remote and on carbon. and all, the, all those mahogany partitions can burn or, no, you can't do that these days. You've got to perhaps recycle them into. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That would be more appropriate. No, and we, you know, we having friends in the industry, like I think of some of the, I think of our tax preparing CPA, um, I don't mind mentioning Eric Coppola of Seattle CPA Professionals. We've referred a number of clients back and forth. And it's been interesting to see his small tax practice go from, you know, and over the last 18 months to one to two years, he's asked more and more. So like, so what's the, you know, voice over IP system you guys use to make it look like you're a big office, but you're actually, right? They're starting to realize like, I got to do something different here, right? Like, so what is that practice management software you use? How do you use Office 365? So, I mean, I, I think changes, it'll be embraced. And, and like anything, I think look back in history, computers, technology, like all, 
same thing, you know, we're going to learn to adapt and adopt. And those that don't will eventually, I mean, I remember years ago doing a panel in Seattle and there were QuickBooks desktop diehard supporters in the audience, you know, raising their fist at QuickBooks online and like, it's, it's going to happen, right? You know, we're going to find a way to work from home and use technology. And, and I think it's, it's an amazing, you know, and I'd be curious to hear what you guys are seeing at Carbon. It's an amazing opportunity for more and more people to work from home and have that freedom. But We've also, you know, had to help our team encourage them to draw more boundaries around like, hey, I know it's easy to check email at nine o'clock at night, but is that the best thing to do? Right. And I think you guys, aren't you rolling out some kind of stats to like when people work and hours they respond to emails and kind of be able to use some of that scorecard stuff to say, hey, we really encourage our team work during the work hours, but not off hours, like be with family or do what you need to personally. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we, we do see when communication is is most popular. But I saw um, I saw a study uh, just yesterday from Redpoint, who are a, a pretty well known VC in the in the valley, and 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 they were working with some universities. And these studies are going to be pretty prolific <laughs> for the next few years, I think. You know, which is more productive, home or work? And it turned out that. Uh, it took two more hours to be the same to produce the same productivity at home than it was at work, you know. And so, so that commute time, you know, has just been eaten in in you know I don't know whatever it is that you're doing at home that that means that you're not as productive as when you're at work. So hold on, I've got to go uh, UPS drivers. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, and there, there goes half an hour, and and the then the FedEx turns up, and then. <laughs> And a great friend of ours is an amazing baker. I mean, when she when when Liz turns up with with lemon tart, like the whole house stops right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, we are just we are talking about just working from home. You know, in this conversation now, but but it's really about flex. You know, work work and living arrangements and flexibility and and designing a lifestyle like you have and like we have to. You know, try and balance the needs of, of of family and not get divorced, and and the needs of work and and make money, which is you know sort of necessary in Western or most societies, but particularly in, in North America, and build great companies. And you know, like you, I, I, I you know really enjoy seeing our customers and clients successful, and I love creating value from nothing. And you know, th- those two aspects I, I know you really enjoy as well yeah no it's been it's been a fun i mean rachel and i were talking about that recently this 13-year journey from a coffee table dining room table in seattle to being a two and a half million dollar team across the u.s serving i think we we use fathom another piece of technology from down under i uh, love those guys shout out to fathom and, you know, we so we add every one of our clients to Fathom and, and connect them to that reporting system. And so we can say, show me a consolidation, show me all the numbers. And, yeah, I mean, I think it's like I don't want to over exaggerate. I think it's like one hundred million dollars worth of, of business that we get a chance to help manage and touch. And it's just super rewarding building that from nothing and saying, hey, it's a drop in the bucket globally. But there are tangibly you know, a hundred million dollars worth of businesses we're serving and people they're serving. And yeah, that's, that's super rewarding. And it's fun to keep growing. I mean, you know, you 
talking to our, our friend Bruce or others, I mean, it, the, I think the sky is the limit, right? It can be a, a small firm at million, $2 million. It can be a five, 10, 15, $20 million firm. I think the opportunity for cloud accounting and bookkeeping and serving folks with their finances is, it's huge, right? I mean, gosh. If all our clients were like you and serve about $100 million, you know, where carbon is serving so 250 billion or or more of, of the of the economy, right? And that's you know we're, yeah, it's crazy to start thinking through the numbers. You know, we we love seeing seeing people like you, Jeremy, successful, and and we we you know we we take that that role very seriously. Not we don't take everything seriously, but we take that bit seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Before System Six, though, were, were were you an accountant? No, that's <clears throat> I wasn't. I wasn't. I was a business owner. Um, way back in the day, I owned and uh, was a director of BNI or Business Network International, which is it helps teach people how to network and build networking relationships, referral relationships in their communities and did that, loved that and um, owned a, a couple other small businesses. And it, it was owning those small businesses and being successful in them to various levels of, of success and degrees, but being really terrible at bookkeeping. Like, you know, I, I still have, you know, one year I remember where made in my young twenties, I'm in my forties now, but made, you know, over six figures. That was a big deal. I thought, man, I'm super successful, pat myself on the back. But I had no idea like proper bookkeeping estimated tax payments to the IRS. And you can just put it together like that next spring, my accountant was like, you you do realize how much money you need to write a check for the, to the IRS for? And I was like, holy moly. I'm like, no, I had no idea. And so that got me really, you know, that was kind of my first understanding about the importance of good books and records. And hey, it's great to to make money earn money serving folks, but like, yeah, there's taxes that are being, you know, to, to pay. There's, Hey, I want to give and be generous. Uh, how much money do we actually make? Hey, do we budget, you know, uh, spending a certain amount? How are we doing against that budget? So kind of in my twenties, I stumbled along in the building successful businesses and varying degrees of, of bookkeeping. And it was kind of the mid to late two thousands where it started to be a real pain to back up a QuickBooks desktop file to either a CD or USB drive and send that to my accountant in another state and wait a month or two for them to get me an updated set of books back. They would do the reconciliations and which looking back, I'm like, why didn't I do that? But it, it felt foreign. I didn't understand it. And it was in that back and forth of, I think someone coined it a sneaker net, like you're taking <laughs> the USB driver, the CD and sneakering it down the office, walking it down and handing it to somebody. It was a terrible network, you know, way before Dropbox and all of that. And um, yeah, it was, the light started to go on that, man, I love business and entrepreneurship and serving folks and building things, but the logistics of the bookkeeping were just so painful that my good friend Brett Webster, who sold payroll for ADP in Seattle at the time, we were climbing Mount Rainier and spending time together as young single guys. And he said, man, when I sell payroll and folks sign up for ADP, the next thing they ask is like, hey, do you know someone that's a great bookkeeper? Because, you know, business owners were just kind of the same experience I was having. It's just always this weird box of how do you deal with QuickBooks or so it's just kind of accidentally, I'm not a classically trained CPA or, or accountant, but as an entrepreneur who recognized, thankfully, the importance of good books and records and 
not only just for tax purposes, but I've learned now over the years as I've purchased real estate and done investments, like it's really powerful to be able to say the finances are no more than a day or two away from being able to hand those to a banker. Oh, I need to do a personal financial statement or need to do an updated balance sheet and being able to have that stuff current. You know, and we saw that with PPP and that was a real victory to be able to say, you know, it might take us a day, but let us catch the books up, make sure everything's polished. Hey, you're ready to go. Here's financials, right? Not, oh, you haven't touched your books in six months. Like, yeah, we can't help you in the next week, right? You know, we're, we're busy serving our other clients. And then the, the money had run out by then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, do you remember, I mean, a year ago, we were all panicking, like, submit, submit, yeah, you know, PPP. So yeah, it, it's all that to say, like, not a classically trained CPA, more of an entrepreneur who figured out that there was a, a really neat opportunity to serve people, business owners, with good bookkeeping, accounting, bill pay, payroll. And it's fun now, you know, 13 years in, we've been really blessed and fortunate that some of our business owners have become pretty darn successful. Maybe they've had an exit or some kind of uh, situation where they found themselves with a, a good chunk of money. And so now we're doing family office work. And so taking families and like they've got a household employee or a few, they need their bills paid for their multiple properties. And so it's it's neat to see kind of the, the full cycle of serving businesses, serving individuals, and just helping to make sense of that stuff, all the mail and bills and payroll and stuff so that people can have a life that works for them. That they're not, you know, covered with mail on their desk and stacks of right. All, all that stuff we try and minimize. Just all that crap. Just gosh, get rid of that paper. Somebody asked me at the dentist's office yesterday, "Do you want a printout of that?" I was like, "No, just email it to me. I'll file it away." Your success, you know, over the last thirteen years is is testament to your hard work and and your capacity to know foresee the the challenges of small business owners and and being one yourself you, you got to see the other side and that that always makes for a great customer experience so you know we love working with you guys and as i say congratulations on on all your success so far and, and here's to another 13 years more of course <laughs> oh man yeah well and thanks for being a a big part of our success i think i i've i've mentioned a few times like we Going to carbon and, you know, kudos to Joe uh, when he introduced us to carbon is probably five years ago, four or five years ago. And and we kind of poked and prodded and, and waited for carbon to just be, you know, fully ready to go and when it was and, and we hopped on. I mean, it's been a game changer for us. And I don't just say that to like pat you on the back or you don't have to send me a $20 bill. I mean, it really has. It's the kind of tool that has made it possible for us to serve clients around the country and keep ourselves organized and keep our sanity. And and I just think about like the luck and the blessing and the, like a lot of things come together to make that possible. Like we didn't create Carbon. We didn't create QuickBooks Online or Zero or Fathom. Like in some ways we're just, our team are craftspeople, craftsmen and women that like we get some really great tools to use to serve clients and serve them well. So whether, and that's going to look different in five years, right? Like, it, you know, you guys will continue to develop carbon. New things will come out in fintech. And I continue to tell our team, just serve well, serve with integrity, try and find joy in our work, do the right thing. And there's a good chance we'll be just fine. The technology will change. The processes will change. We might have another pandemic. Lord, I hope we don't. But if we do those things, like, yeah, we should be okay. People will call us. Our phone will ring. So thanks for creating great tools to make that possible. 
in the context of sort of COVID and, and where the industry is going and where you guys are up to today, would you say how many staff now? I think we're at 20. Yeah, 20 or 21. Great, great business. And what's, um, what's on the horizon for you in, in, in terms of System 6 and, and you personally and how, how do you think about the next sort of three to five years? That's a great question. You know, I, I think there, there's a few things. One, it's it's just doing more of what we've been doing, you know, serving folks well, incremental growth. I, I'm not, I haven't been interested in the like parabolic, like how do we go from 2 million to 4 million in a year? I mean, sometimes that kind of stuff could happen, but, you know, just slow and steady wins the race is, is what I continue to repeat to our team over and over again, just like base hits. They don't have to be home runs all the time, just base hits. So I, I think more of the same is a lot of the, you know, keep turning the temperature up and go from two and a half to three, three and a half to four and enjoy the process of growing, keeping our eyes open for innovation and, and studying new tools, you know, bill.com just bought Divi. And so like study stuff like that and be aware of what's going on in the industry. You guys are Oh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Lishio, Lishio. Oh, Lishio, yeah, yeah, the guy that Chris is doing a good job with that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, so so looking at new new tools and partnerships and figuring out like, hey, is there a way to further improve how we work and how we serve and the value we bring to clients? I think a big one is, you know, for me and and where I go for the next couple of years, like thirteen years is is been a great. It's taken a lot of energy to get System 6 to the point where it is, and we've been approached probably six times in the last 18 months for companies that want to either acquire us or take us into a bigger accounting firm or use us as a platform to go find 10 more System 6s and build this you know, $50 million company. And so as those opportunities come up, it's given me a lot of opportunity myself to think, okay, what's important? you know, integrity and, and family and being a great husband or, or you, you can ask Rachel how I'm doing on that. Some days not so good. Some days he's like, I can give you the report card. It's a C today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I will. <laughs> she might give you five out of ten if you're giving yourself nine. <laughs> I want to be a great husband. Man, you're trying to be a great dad. You know, the girls are two, four and six. So I'm looking, you know, really closely at, yeah, what, what creates kind of the time freedom and, and opportunity for me to serve and lead the team well, but also serve and lead my family well. And I think it's, it's a really amazing point in time at 13 years with System 6 that there's just, it's fun to be, as we talk about on our leadership team, it's fun to be asked to prom. It's like, we don't have to say yes. Like if this company knocks on our door and says, hey, we're interested in acquiring you, it's fun to go through those conversations, but not have to. I think a lot of folks have to be acquired. I think maybe Carbon's in the same way. Like you didn't have to raise funds, but it's helpful to turbocharge things. So it's it's neat to have those opportunities come across the desk and say, okay, what, where, where do we want to go? Do we want to go to dance with that particular suitor? And to be able to say, hey, gosh, is that a cultural fit, a vision fit? Is that going to be great for our team, great for our clients? And if not, great. We love what we do. We don't have to say yes, right? And so I think it's a really neat, you know, when we talk about the next three to five years, regardless, it's more of the same. It's incremental growth. It's doing good work. And that might have me leading the company. It might have somebody else coming in and leading the company. I think, you know, one thing we've talked about the last couple of years is what got us here might not get us there. I think there's a great book by that title. And yeah, at some point it might take more leadership or somebody smarter than me to 
take us to the next level. And so I'm just trying to, I'm rolling those things around in my head a little bit, trying to think humbly like, okay, what, what's best for the next season ahead. But meanwhile, giving proposals to interesting, interested clients, taking good care of them, serving well, and just kind of keeping the eyes in front of us. And it, it shows itself. Eventually it shows itself as like, Hey, here's the next thing to do. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the one thing that I'm sure you, you think about quite a lot is perhaps some of the benefit of, of rolling up into a bigger firm where you can offer your existing clients a greater array of services you can't, don't or can't offer today just given the size of the firm. I mean, I, I know of a couple of examples where that's certainly played out well and you can offer your services in, into the client base of that larger firm. I mean, that if the right one came along for that kind of arrangement, I'm sure that you'd give, that would be a, um, something that you'd contemplate um, seriously. Those are attractive. Yeah. And those, you know, of the six, just in the last year, uh, a couple of them were just easy knows. You're like, oh no, I, I can see that would just destroy the DNA and, and culture of where we're going. But a few have been like, wow, that could be a really, everything you just said, like a bigger array of services, another high integrity team that, that finds joy. And while wow, they're a hundred person firm, we're 20, like what could we do together? So some of it has been, yeah, there's, it's really, and I think that's a neat thing about where our industry is right now is there's just a lot of opportunity for, we talked earlier, you know, half hour ago. So like, yeah, there's a lot of old paper-based, office-based. We don't want to get asked to go to dance with those guys unless they're interested in like, how do they, you know, become current? How do they use technology? So I think there's a lot of opportunity, whether we stay the course, whether we get into a bigger mothership or whether we start acquiring other smaller firms. We had a small firm contact me a month ago and said, hey, like, I'm looking to get out of the business. I have one employee and another part-time employee. Like, would you guys be interested in acquiring us? And so that was neat to, like, be considered, you know, I don't want to say considered a leader enough, but that somebody would say, hey, System 6, would you guys be interested? I, I never thought I'd be the older, wiser one in the room. <laughs> like, are my ears gray? Like, what's going on? Why are you asking me that question? But so I think there's a lot of opportunity, whether we stay, whether we get acquired, whether we start acquiring. Yeah. You're looking great. Let's let's move on to some more interesting topics. Of course, the summer is allowing you to get fit, and you, you've got a new pool in. What uh, we share a love of of water and and Ironman. What's what's on the agenda for the for the summer in terms of events and and travel and all that kind of thing? Oh man, yeah. This it's a big it's a big summer. We. Uh, you know, COVID last year, uh, we didn't have a System 6 gathering. You know, we try and get as many System 6ers together every year to – so this year, uh, uh, probably a month from this weekend, we're hosting – I think half of our team will fly into Western Michigan and we'll put them up and we're going to – eat, drink, boat, be merry for a couple of days, swim, pool, and just gather, you know, and fellowship. So that's big on the, the, the radar. And it's especially big because, yeah, we put in this spring a SwimX pool, which is a, a propeller-driven lap pool that you can kind of swim against the current. Great for kids to splash around them, but great to like learn to swim. And right now contractors are fast and furious, like building a deck and a stone patio around it so that when we host 
system six in a month, no one falls in a pit and dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a downer for the, for the Christmas, for the, for the summer gathering. Yeah. That could be a downer, <laughs> right? We're so glad we came to your house and I broke my leg around your pool. So that's, you know, this, this bit of, there's like, Hey, let's get that project done. Let's host and have a great time. And then, yeah, we, we love boating. We've got a big tritune, you know, pontoon style boat that floating living room. You can put like 20 people on it and tube and play and beach it on the sand and let the girls play in the sand. So I think the summer looks like pool gets done. We host system six and then let's just enjoy boating and biking and swimming and running. And I think you and I talked about earlier, I had a half Ironman scheduled for two weeks from now. And my dad unexpectedly passed a COVID late January of this year. And that just, between that and a lot of other things going on in business, threw a whole monkey wrench into my training schedule. So I'm looking forward to getting the training volume ramped up this summer and then being able towards the end of the fall, like do a good half marathon. Maybe, I think you've had a half Ironman scheduled, maybe doing something like that. So You'll be in, in having your beer by the time I get across the line, I tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> now, does uh, Ian, is he uh, doing that with you? That's the idea, Ian, Ian and our coach, Jay, who's, uh, who's, who's our head of partnerships and look up, looks after the intimate relationship. Uh, he, he's, he's been doing Ironman for, what, 30, 30 years now or so. So, um, Gosh, that's awesome. He's the one that got me into it or, you know, I don't know whether I'm into it, but uh, he's the one that made me start. (laughs) Yeah. It's his fault. Yeah, it's his fault. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I mean, it was hard last summer. Just just trying to get a rhythm and, you know, I I think most most people – well, I certainly felt that uh, Bar was just survival through COVID last summer. And and I I think think most most people kind of felt the same. But um, America's sort of – done a great job with vaccination. It started a, a long way behind the world and has uh, caught up dramatically. And certainly where we live, it's, it's nearly back to normal, I would say. We've, we've been vaccinated for a couple of months now. <laughs> We're encouraged by that too. It's just easier to go to restaurants and events and, you know, it's, it's I think, getting back to normal. And, and I, I remember last summer, it felt a little bit more normal. Like, you know, the, the rates of infection dropped way down. And so I, I've, I've tried to remind our team that it feels like we've really turned a corner, but let's see what happens this fall, right? Like it, it could get tough again. We don't know. And like you said, we've done a pretty good job of getting vaccinated. And I guess this could be a, a, a good plug for everybody. Hey, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, Go get vaccinated. Get get Pfizer or uh, or Johnson. <laughs> Do your part, right? Do your part. My wife is like, well, maybe I'll wait just a little longer to see how it works out. I'm like, well, do your part. Let's all get vaccinated. So yeah, hopefully we all this we we get to turn the corner and things do continue to get back to normal. I'm I'm looking forward to traveling again. Just just uh, that 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 was kind of my normal, and uh, being being at home is. Marriage is still strong, but um, you know, it's, it's just be good to travel a little bit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, if you guys ever want to come to West Michigan, the invite's there. Well, four, four, four weeks in a day, right? Isn't that isn't that the, the party? <laughs> uh, they, hey, hey! If you guys wouldn't that be something? You're like, hey, by the way, our friends from Carbon are here. They're buying everybody dinner. No, no, uh, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no, no. We'll be happy. We we'll put a. How do you how do you do it there in, in in Aussie? You might put a pig on the spit or something. 
Oh yeah, we're you know we're not that fancy. We'll we've got a, a pretty awesome grill. We'll do homemade pizzas for everybody one night, and then do some catering. And I think a pig on a spit would be that'd be fun. I'll actually take that note too. I've got in the cloud from the beginning. Don't do what my mates would have done. Is it just drops in the fire, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? You know, I'd love to hear what's the the vision for carbon and for you for the next three to five years. We, you know, we're, we're now having raised the, the the funds and and in a in a great spot with our growth and everything. You know, we we sort of had the opportunity the first half of this year to to take a step back and really look look hard at um you know how we're going and and you know the types of customers that we're attracting and where we're up to with the roadmap and everything. And you know, it's become quite enjoyably obvious, I would say, as to you know where we're at today and and where we need to go and. And so the, the next the next year or so is going to be the journey to full-on practice management, you know, from, from lead to proposal to onboarding to you know, scheduling, budgeting, capacity planning you know, through, you know, time right on, right off, billing, accounts payable, payments, general ledger integration, you know, like that 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 full suite is is really, you know, quite straightforward. But what that does is give us the opportunity to push right up hard in, into the larger firms against, you know, the CCHs and the Thompsons of the world, you know, really start to make an impact in, you know, say in the top top 200 firms, you know, over the next couple of years. But, you know, there's what, what we're really, you know, once you've got that and once you've been able to, to, to really master your practice with all that, what we really want to enable you to do is answer the hard questions that you've never really you know, that really struggled to answer, you know, so who are my most profitable clients? Who are my most productive employees? Can I raise my prices? Do can I do I need to employ more people? Can I bring on more clients? Can I, you know, who's taking up the most emotional energy in our in our practice? <laughs> Which clients should we drop? Which do we have capacity to perhaps serve more or who emails us at ten o'clock at night? <laughs> who are the clients that are most likely to churn out because, you know, the semantic analysis and the linguistics suggests that their tone has deteriorated over the last few months, right? Like mm. we we can do stuff that's ne- for the industry that's never, ever been able to be done before. And we're seven years in now, you know, and we're, we've created, you know, nearly $100 million of, of value in the company and, and in the next seven years we'll probably create another half a billion or, or more value so that's the exciting part for us is you know we're kind of we've worked really hard to get to this point and humbly it's 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 really satisfying but um we've got a lot more work to do and we want to enjoy the journey as well you know like it's got to be fun and it's got to be meaningful and it's got to be impactful but um this is the fun bit so that's 75 people to 150 people no middle managers no dickheads allowed. That's, <laughs> that's the rule. And, uh, you know, we've got the resources, you know, we've got great partners in Five Elms and, you know, we've got the resources in order to be able to, to achieve those goals. So, you know, that's that's the fun bit. <laughs> that's an exciting vision. Like, you're right. Those kind of, you know, some of the tools that you mentioned, some of the, the analysis, like we, when we started with Carbon or pre-Carbon, Lots of really cool Google Sheets we would use, and I think we shared some of those with you guys in the early days, and and they worked, but they're all kind of disparate ways of getting to task management and what do we do this week or month or quarter or year, and so Carbon has you know taken and made that process 
a whole lot more streamlined and has made us as a team to have the visibility across the entire team of how we're working on projects and serving clients. And now we still have some tools where some of the things you said, you know, what, who are most profitable? Where do we need to do a fee increase? Who are the hard clients to serve that maybe we should be? They're the B and C clients that should get priced out or asked to leave so we have more room to take on A clients. Those are still things we do off carbon, you know, Google Sheets and otherwise. And we bring a time tracking system and our QuickBooks revenue data, and then we crunch it. And then we say, hey, how profitable are we? Man, to be able to then have that live inside of a the same ecosystem and be able to just run those reports, it's the difference between having to fiddle and then just hopping in a cockpit and like those gauges are right there, ready to go, right? The data is meaningful. It's easily accessible. We're still in the mode where, it, we use it, and I think it's one of the reasons we're extremely profitable in a well-run team, but it's the kind of stuff that we're still tinkering with. It's not exa- it's, It would be considered prototype. You wouldn't sell that car to the mass market, right? And so if you guys can make that more, hey, here it is, it's, it's, it's not a prototype. It's fully production ready. That's an awesome next level vision to, to live into. Yeah, and, and you guys are so well organized, and, and you would have access to a lot of that data, but you know, ninety-eight percent of our of our client base don't, and, and we want to make it easy for them to 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 be able to um, you know see exactly where they are up to in any given day. Nobody wants to fiddle with all that stuff all the time. Just log in and see it, right? There I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're tinkerers to get that data, so no, that's good. That's a compelling vision, and we're thankful, man. We're thankful to be a, a a carbon partner. Thankful to be friends for the last several years that we've been and. I'm looking forward to the next several years ahead, and and I know carbon is a important part of what System Six does and how we grow. And so, you know, you got my cell phone number. Call me, man. If you got questions or if we can help, we're glad to do so. We love having you on, Jeremy. And and again, you know, congratulations so far on all your success, and and thank you for being a wonderful partner and friend. And uh, and and here's to another thirteen more, huh? Cheers. Cheers, Jeremy. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for having me. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this discussion interesting, fun, you'll find lots more to help you run a successful accounting firm at Carbon Magazine. There are more than a thousand free resources there, including guides, articles, templates, webinars, and more. Just head to carbonhq.com resources. I'd also love it if you could leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. Let us know you like this session. We'll be able to keep bringing you more guests for you to learn from and get inspired by. Thanks for joining and see you on the next episode of the Accounting Leaders Podcast.